Right? Give yourselves a round of applause. You guys weren't scared of the water this morning. Yeah. You know, it's funny. The online world is weird, hey? Because, huh? like, everything that you feel like you need, or you can be entertained at home, you can learn at home, you can do everything in, in today's digital world. And at some point, you get to the point where you're like, ah, I should go talk to someone. It's like I've been alone a long time. You know, it's like, uh, let, let me leave and go say hi to someone. So, guys, please come to church if you can, always. Uh, and also, good morning. How's everybody doing? Are we good? We also skipped a song item because some people, you know, I'm joking, I'm joking, it's not your fault. It's not. <laughs> Getting daggers here, man, daggers. But praise the Lord, God is good, amen. Uh, who's been here for our series or followed up on our series? Law versus Lord, yeah. Uh, anyone got any feedback about that series? Anything uh, that stood out to you? Anything that helped you? Anything that's really changed the way you're looking at things? Anybody? Don't all jump at once, please. Whoa, everyone, calm down. You know? Mel, yes. You got to use the mic, though. Yes. For the online guys. I'm not going to look at the camera. My favorite thing was the definition of the word Lord in the Hebrew. And I've just also been memorizing and meditating on that, you know. You're the one who takes me by my hand and leads me into life. You know, that's the most important thing of the series for me. And you can build up a really good um, mental image of Jesus leading you by the hand like a child. And that's how you start your day and you walk like that. So that's been the best. Awesome. Thank you so much. Awesome. Anyone else? Come on, Mel started a train here. Let's go. Choo-choo. Ash, do you want to say something? Yeah, let's carry on. I love it. I love it. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay, I'm nominating someone after me. Uh, my favorite has been um, coming to understand what it means to be under his lordship. Uh, a little while ago, I was saying to Bash, it's so much better to be under Jesus' lordship than to be under my own lordship. Because we are not merciful lords of ourselves. So, yeah, that's been mine. I'm going to nominate Michaela. <laughs> <laughs> he was being serious. Nice. Okay, okay. Okay, for me, it's just been um, watching what I'm measuring myself up to all the time. Because, um, like, the Lord kind of showed me, like, um, I had, like, a tape measure at my feet. And I, I was constantly measuring myself up. And not to him. So um, just changing the measuring up to from like going from the law and your performance and all that to measuring up to him and his leading. Um, and also along with that, he also gave me this image um, of like a checklist because with the measuring up comes the checklist. And then his checklist was like just Jesus and it was like ticked. And so every time when I feel like I'm not qualified or I can't do something or I'm measuring up, he's like, Jesus. And yeah. I'm like, okay, thanks. <laughs> Yeah, and also Adonai, that's been yeah. on my, in my, like, hand in hand, it's, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Amen, come on, give them a round of applause. Thank you, guys, we appreciate that, thank you, that was beautiful. So, yeah, so uh, last week we got quite, uh, quite deep into the things. Someone wants to say something? Oh, oh, no, oh, Didi thought he saw a hand. Jared, you sure you didn't want to say anything? Oh, you're good, okay. <laughs> yeah, so last week we got quite deep into it, and I think we closed off, uh, well, one of, the, one of the key things from last week was about separating uh, or the, the, the fault of separating 
the instruction from the nature of the person. Are you with me? And, and processing the instruction independent of who God is, right? I think uh, from the feedback that I got over the week, everyone was like quite hit with that. You know when you gave the example of your dad giving the, the chores to do, you know, the dishes and all that stuff. And then when your dad was away, your brother's like, hey, <laughs> yeah, do this or else, you know. And then, uh, yeah, and I think we, we closed off last week where we uh, spoke about how Jesus at the Last Supper, he said, this is, uh, take and drink this cup. This is my blood of the new covenant. And we understood that he had to say that, right? He had to say that because before the Jews, Moses made the same statement in Exodus. And every year when they practiced the sacrifices, that statement was reinstilled, right? That, listen, this is the blood of the covenant that God has made with the Jews. Amen? So now when we look at communion... We saw that the bread represented the body of Jesus, which we saw in Romans 7, that through the body of Jesus, we have now been released from the law, right? And now through his blood, we have a brand new covenant. Are you guys with me? So we're going to, we're going to, uh, um, uh, Darren told me yesterday that I mustn't say we're going to close with this because it gives people the expectation that we're ending soon. Yeah. So what I must actually say is that this is the last point. Uh. Yeah. And at that point, it could be, any number of minutes. So, would you guys be more comfortable with that? Eh? Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. Listen, guys, it's raining. Let's just push to three o'clock. Yeah, why not? Who's up for Uncle Trev? You up for three o'clock? Yeah, all right. <laughs> Anyone's got a problem? Anyone's got a problem? Speak to Uncle Trev. He said three o'clock's good. All right. Right? Free food. Okay, I don't know where that's coming from. Maybe Elijah. The 5,000 anointing will come upon Vasi yes. if yes, you guys Yes, Mom's stay. place. Feed the 5,000. I love it. Or feed the 85,000 times. <laughs> All right, Hebrews chapter 3, from verse 1, all righty. Jesse, during worship, it got cold, hey? In soundcheck, we're like, oh, it's hot. Take it off. Then in worship, I'm like, I can't play guitar. My hands. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, uh, we can go. Ooh, Amplified is quite nice. All right, let's read Amplified. So, therefore, we're going to go down to uh, verse 6, all right? So, therefore, holy brothers and sisters who share in the heavenly calling, thoughtfully and attentively, Consider the apostle and high priest whom we confessed as ours when we accepted him as Savior, namely Jesus. So he's saying, yeah, we consider Jesus as our apostle and our high priest, okay? Um, he was faithful to him who appointed him, apostle and high priest, as God also was faithful, uh, sorry, as Moses also was faithful in all God's house. Yet Jesus had been considered worthy of much greater glory and honor than Moses, just as the builder of a house has more honor than the house itself, right? For every house is built by someone, but the builder of all things is God. Now Moses was faithful in the administration of all God's house, but only as a ministering servant, right? His ministry serving as a testimony of things which were to be spoken afterwards the revelation to come in Christ. Now listen, if you're stuck in Moses and you're caught up in the law and legalism, ladies and gents, you're living in the past. All right? You need to come back to the future. <laughs> See what I did there? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right? You need to come back. Jesus is the present truth. Are you with me? If you're stuck in the law and legalism and, and looking towards yourself and how you're going to check the boxes, right, you are missing out on the present truth in Christ. All right? You need to move forward because you're stuck in the past. All right? The past. Pastor. 
Hallelujah. But Christ is faithful as a son over his father's house, and we are his house, if we hold fast our confession and sense of triumph in our hope in Christ. Are you guys with me? Now, it's important, guys, that, you know, through this series, we've showed you more than enough scripture. And, you know, we've spoken about fundamental principles about walking with God, you know. And, and this morning in worship, we were touching on the same thing where we were saying, listen, guys, it's, it's not your performance. It's not your behavior. It's not even your doctrine that secures you. Are you guys with me? It is the faithfulness of God. Because, you see, the thing is this. If it's your doctrine, you're in trouble. If it's your knowledge, you're in trouble. If it's your well-being, you're in trouble. Are you with me? Because only God is perfect in everything. And he's telling us that we must have confidence because we are in him. So even this morning, that's why when, when we opened, I was saying, it's like, guys, what are you looking for? Because you know what we do in our hearts? We're like, if I could get that one thing, I'd be okay. But God's asking us to strip all of that off and have confidence only in the fact that we are in him. Have confidence only in the fact that he is with us. Are you with me? And that he is a loving father to us. So wherever we go in life, right? I mean, we were talking about it the other day. You know, I don't know if you want to share with the guys about your dad. Remember when uh, you were telling me yesterday, man, about the decision? You, you know, through that whole thing. Because these were sharing yesterday, you know, the buildup uh, to, to his dad passing away many years ago. The doctors approached them, the family and said, listen, you guys have to decide. Do we keep the machines on or do we switch them off? Because his dad was in hospital, you know. Now, that's a hectic thing. How do you make that decision? So, obviously, his mom and his sister is like, you're the man now. Do it, you know. It seemed honorable, but maybe they were chickening out. I don't, yeah, <laughs> I think they were chickening out, you know. But um, you were explaining about the pressure you were feeling because how do you know it's the right decision? Imagine, imagine day two, you say, okay, we're going to switch the things off. But then day four, he could have been alive. How do you know? How do we process you know, I'm using a very grave decision here, right? It's a hectic decision. But in that, we feel the pressure. Like, how do we know what is the decision that's going to lead to life? We can listen to every doctor. We can, like, read every study. We can, everything. But there is no way to know every part that is at play. Are you guys with me? And the worst part is, if we continue without the full assurance we are forever burdened by the weight of that decision. Are you with me? I'll give you an example, right? Let's say God, uh, let's say you want to start a business, okay? And it seems like a good idea, right? And you're like, yeah, you see all the money? This is it. We're going to, you know, everyone always says, yeah, we're going we're gonna to grow the kingdom. We're going we're gonna to touch lives. You know, all this. Meanwhile, that's the motivation to, you know, actually start the business. Meanwhile, you're seeing all the money, you know? But you don't have, you don't, you haven't heard from God about this thing. You haven't. All right? Then you hoy. Like, now we're going to start this thing. And man, you're grinding. Three months in, six months in, you're going. You, you're looking 10 years older because you're not sleeping. You know, you, you're out of money because you're turning finance to finance to finance. You're trying to find clients. Everywhere you go, all you can talk about is business because you're so desperately trying to make it work. Right? And then you hit a rough patch. Now you hit the rough patch. What is your confidence to stay calm? The only thing you have is the fact that, flip, I could have missed this one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's all you have is like, oh, no. I could have missed this. This is like, this is wrong. 
But then, obviously, ego comes in. You won't play that. No, I'm going to work harder. We're going to make this work. You know, and you go and you go and you go. And eventually, two, three, five years down the line, you're like, that was a waste of my damn time. It's all God's fault. You should have told me, right? But on the flip side, if we surrender to him as Lord and we have a vision brewing in our hearts or desire in our hearts and we say, Lord, can we proceed with this? How do we go forward? And the Lord's like, go for it. Make this thing happen, right? Do you know the freedom that it gives us is that when the first speed bump comes, what do you do? You don't go and say, oh, I don't know, you know, I don't know. What are we going to do? No, you'd be like, Lord, you said it's going to work. You said it's going to work, and you never lie. Are you guys with me? This is the confidence that God is giving to us if we make him our Lord. Even when in your own personal daily walk, right? Your own personal daily walk. Hey, you like, you're feeling not much like Jesus. Anyone have that sometimes? Don't live by your feelings, guys. Anyway, <laughs> right? You're not feeling very saved. You're not feeling very blessed. You're not feeling very loved. God doesn't feel very close. Whatever the, the story is, right? What happens? You don't turn around and say, oh, how am I going to change this? You say, Lord, you said that by faith in you, I'm saved. Lord, you said you're one spirit with me. You said you'll never leave me, you'll never forsake me. Right? Can you see that through lordship, the accountability, the, the pressure of delivering on the promises set forth in the Bible is not on us? Why? Because we are not able to fulfill promises, guys. Only Jesus qualified for the promises to be fulfilled. Are you guys with me? And he's telling us, listen, you can't bear this burden. Come to me, I will give you rest. You guys know where the scripture's from? Right? Jesus himself said that. All of you who are burdened and heavy laden. Is that right? I was going to say, heavy burdened and laden. <laughs> Come to me and I will give you rest. Why? He's saying, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. If you're walking with Jesus and you ain't got no rest, right? <clears throat> Guys, you're you missing know, it. I was just saying to Trish this morning, it's, it's, it's very simple to walk with God. Yeah. It's so easy, you know. The thing is, is that we need to, we need to learn how to choose life and make decisions in life. It's not about right or wrong. It's about life and death, yeah. okay? So when we learn how to make a decision in life, what does it feel like in the moment that we make a decision with the Holy Spirit? What does it feel like? Are you with me? We have to, we have to uh, write that in our hearts. We have to experience that. This is what it feels like to make a decision with the Holy Spirit. It takes, it takes a bit of uh, patience, we, do, you know what it, do you know what it looks like to make a decision with the Holy Spirit? Can we just go to Jesus? What did he say? I don't move until the Father tells me. I don't speak until I, I hear his voice. Okay, so why do you want to add on all your stuff to that? Why do you want to go and add 55,000 courses on how to hear the voice of God? This is the simple gospel, guys. Jesus, Jesus is the express image who came to show us people that were under a law. Okay, they were under the law. You must understand the Jews, when they, when they interact with God, they don't interact with God in a personal relationship. They interact with God as a nation. The promises are to the nation. So God is 
seen through the law, but God is still on the other side of the moon. Hello? Mm. Jesus comes in the express image, all God, all man, in, in flesh, and then he says, this is how I walk with the, not the God, with the Father. Jesus came to show us that we don't just have a God, we have a Father. And when we have a Father, we have what? Inheritance. Because we carry His name. Okay? So listen, forget about all this garbage, all this stuff, trying to figure out how to make decisions. All you need to do is do what Jesus did. He came to show us that we are no longer orphans. Never under the bondage of fear ever again. What is the fear? That we're not doing it right. Somebody did it right for you. So now, more than ever, all you need to do is speak when spoken to. Move when you hear. Faith is not something you cannot see. Faith is not something that you cannot hear. If anyone ever teaches like that, they are mixing faith with hope. See, hope is a broad vision out there. Faith is the substance of that thing hoped for. Faith is a feeling, I mean, sorry, hope is a feeling of, hey, there's something there. I sense it. There's a vision cast. I know, I know I've got to go that way. I can feel it. The hope is there. But you can't take the vision Unless God has shown you the faith, the substance of, that's how you do it. Yep. You cannot move unless the Holy Spirit says yes. I don't care if your wife is like a monkey on your back. I don't care if your business partner is pressurizing you and telling you, we need to go get a loan. We need to go get a loan. You do, babe, I'm not saying you like a monkey on my back. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, people can, I'm just using, because women are usually more uh, emotional. You know, and uh, she's she's an she's a superb businesswoman. She knows how to hear God's voice. But what I'm saying is, the emotional side. Okay, let me get myself. I'm not gonna have any lunch when you get home. Yes. Stop, stop and I was thinking of a liquor lunch. Stop, hey? stop, stop okay. digging that hole, bro. Stop stop <laughs> digging that hole. You got this. You got this. But you don't need to be pressurized by your children, dads. You don't need to be pressurized. Who's the king of the house? You. And you stand and you listen to the Holy Spirit. I don't care how big your wife's mouth is. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting into trouble with this, but. Or your teenager. I don't care how uh, pressurized your teenager is because they want that new thing and you better make a plan. Are you with me? I don't care what your partner is saying. We don't care. You listen to the Holy Spirit and you don't budge. So easy to make decisions in God. Amen? Number one, first thing is, if you come with your doctrine to your decision, you're going to weigh up pros and cons. Okay? And guess what? Your human flesh is going to take some of the pros, I mean some of the cons is going to throw them off there, and you're going to move them into the pros. Why? Because my wife is saying, I better get this thing now. Or my children are saying this, or this. Are you, are you with me? If, let me tell you how important it is that you do not listen to any other voice when you need to make decisions. You know why? Because you lose your sovereignty. The fact that you can make decisions for yourself makes you a sovereign being as God. 
God is sovereign. Why? Not sovereign over every circumstance because you still need to make decisions for yourself. But he's sovereign where there is no outside influence on who he is and what he does. That's why we can trust him. So if you don't exercise your sovereignty, that you, and it goes same with the woman, with the wives. If your husband is telling you to get this or do this or whatever, you don't budge until you hear the Holy Spirit. But why is is the most powerful prayer in the Bible when a husband and a wife are in unity? Think about where that house could go if they're both listening. Amen? You know what I'm saying, guys? So the Bible tells us in Proverbs that we have to become skilled decision makers. Whoa, as soon as you say that to Christians, they're like, I'm going to get to Bible school. I'm going to go on this uh, success course that the, that the church is leading. Now, all that stuff is good. All that stuff is important. Go for it. Grow yourself. Learn more. But when it comes to the moment you have to make a decision, you need to hear his voice. You need to see. You need to hear with your, with your heart. Are you with me? Not with your intellect. Not with your brain. You have to know. I promise you, you have to know without a shadow of a doubt. Because like he says, when the troubles come, because we are in a fallen world and we are dealing with fallen people, when the troubles come, you know that you know that you know that you know you were placed there to do that at that time. Amen? It's so simple to walk with God. The only reason why we're not hearing him is because we are entertaining all the other stuff, thinking FOMO. Amen? That's why we get confused when it comes to decision making. We're going, I see, but everybody's listening to that new oak on the internet. Maybe he's got something there. What's that oak who's telling everybody not to go to university and whatever? But he's like such a powerful business speaker. Every, cynic. Yeah, cynic, yeah. <laughs> but everybody's like, yes, you've got to go hear what this guy says. Cool, listen to what he has to say. That's fine. But guess what? He doesn't know your circumstance. He doesn't know where you, what you're walking out of and what you're walking into. All he can give you is general knowledge. Amen? But you still got to be able to apply that thing as an individual in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's your best friend, man, guys. He's your life coach. He knows everything all the time. Amen? Are you with me? The only reason... We get dragged away from listening to him first is because, like I said, we're thinking, hey, everything's changed out there. The world has changed, or this has changed, or the market has changed, or you know what? I'm in my 50s now, my 60s. Things have changed. The Holy Spirit knows exactly what changed. And he hasn't. Hey? And he hasn't. And he hasn't. Amen? Amen. And you know what? They're going to come with new stuff. I was listening to a guy yesterday. They call him the prophet of the WEF. It's not, a, it's not the Wrestling Federation, guys. Yeah. Who, who knows what WEF is? World Economic. Yeah. Now, this guy is saying, listen, yeah, throw out all your ideologies, throw out all your religion, throw out all that archaic thinking because we're going into a digital age. The new God is a God that's not on the other side of the clouds. It's a God now that is in the cloud, the R cloud. 
And he's saying, we are going, the guys who are going to own the data that's in the clouds are going to own the world and rule the world. And, he's, and they're making it clear. He's saying that they are elitists, and these elitists will call the shots because they will own the technology. They will change the world as they need. Now, when you hear something like that, you think to yourself, geez, there's so many things happening. How are we going to survive? Don't worry about it. He's a muhu. He's talking from, he's talking from a, a limited... He can say whatever he wants to say. He can go digitize his... Whatever. Okay. <laughs> he can go full digital for all we care. You know what I'm saying? He can go and try and turn himself into a god by becoming a, a cyborg or whatever they call themselves. And they're going to they're gonna find all the answers now and they're, gonna, they're actually going to upload their, their consciousness on the cloud and they're going to be eternal. Listen, if you live in South Africa and you upload your consciousness on the cloud to be eternal and then ESCOM comes around. Yo, 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 yo. Then you're going to sleep, eh? <laughs> Guess what? You're in, you're in the utter darkness, <laughs> like Jesus said. The darkness of darkness. Are you with me? Guys, let them do whatever they want. Let them say whatever they want. Let all the, the top business people say and do whatever they want. You do what the Holy Spirit told you. Yeah. Amen? Exactly. If you were told to start that bakery on that corner of this, go and bake out your heart's content. Are you with me? Go and do what he says. That's it. Amen. That's it. We cannot afford to be codependent on people, not even our, our husbands and our wives and our children, not even the church pastors. You can't be codependent on us. I'm not the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is way better looking than this, trust me. And definitely better looking than that. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But the Holy Spirit does have hair like this, I think. It's just gold. Shines, <laughs> shines like a light. Are you with me, guys? You just do what the Holy Spirit tells you to do, and you are going to be okay. Yeah. Do not listen to these guys. They've got plans. What does the Bible say about the plans of men? They are many. They are many. Say again. Hmm. His plan will prevail for your life. That's it. But you have to stay connected to him. You have to be in belief. Your heart has to be open to him. You have to be constantly seeking what he wants for you, not what you want for you. Mm. Amen? Then you're going to be safe. Who wants to feel safe? Everybody. Amen? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really the crux of it is that this entire walk is about knowing God. Yeah. You know, and, and I know we, we all have that ex extreme tendency where we say, okay, Pastor said I must just listen to the Holy Spirit, right? I'll throw everything else out, you know? But the thing is this, is that if we, if we are focusing on knowing God, then everything related to God we will pursue. If you want to throw out all that study, all that discipline, all that walking with God, it's because before you were doing it for performance. It was heavy for you. You're doing it to, to, to build a confidence. You're doing it to feel safe. You're doing it to, to convince yourself. You're building a justification. That, hey, you know, we're doing well. Yeah. We're going to be okay. What is it? Uh, we're going to prepare for the end times, brother. We're getting self-composting toilets. Uh, we're going to get, uh, you know, uh, what, what are these little gold and silver coins? You know, we're going to do all these things. 
yeah, tablets for your water. We, we're going to do all these things. Little did they read, like, guys, once this popo hits the fan fan, right, there's nothing, not gold, not silver, not anything. You cannot buy, you cannot sell. People think, oh, our paper money is gone, but it's the gold. You cannot buy, you cannot sell, okay? Not with paper money. But what is the entire theme of the Bible? Jesus said this. He said, but my sheep are in my hand, and no one can take them out. Are you guys with me? We need to get, amen, yes. We need to get to the absolute trembling confidence that Jesus has us in his hand. And when you are facing the absolute worst of the worst, when you're the most insecure about anything, you know what you need to do? By faith, you need to rise up in your heart and you need to stand and say, God, I trust you. And even if you're going to be shaking and trembling all the way through there, you will not waver. You will not shrink back. And you'll get pressure and you'll say, what are you doing? He's like, I don't know. I'm just waiting for God. Okay. You're a psychopath. It's fine. At least I'm saved. Okay. <laughs> it sounds great. It's radical. Think about it, dude. Because the principle is this, is that if God is telling us, hold fast to what Jesus has done in your life, right? It doesn't mean we have this extremist view about anything. It means that our entire confidence in life is in him safety provision health peace joy every single promise is in him and him alone do you know what that means it means that well, what does hebrews call jesus he is the mediator of a better covenant he is responsible for delivering that covenant so it's not about you going out and making it happen it's about you being led to what he has made happen are you with me and that is terrifying it's absolutely terrifying because where, oh, where's, the, where's the next paycheck coming from? Oh, am I going to have enough? Do you trust? And trusting is not a theoretical exercise. Tell me something. The early church, right? From Pentecost onwards. What version of the Bible do you think they had to trust God? New King James? Huh? The Greek prolific version? You know? What version? Hey? They amplified. <laughs> Maybe they had Young's literal with the concordance and the chain reference. You know, all these things. Wow. What did they have? They had one thing. They knew the Holy Spirit in their heart. Now, you can choose. You can choose. Do you want to know everything there is to know about God? Because if you do, you're a fool because God is infinite. How do you, being a finite being, know infinite things? Okay, so let's put that to rest. Or do you want to be someone who truly knows God in your heart? Because your pursuit of Scripture should not be to give you confidence in your walk with God. Confidence in your walk with God comes purely from experiencing in your heart. And, we, you know, we, we need to touch on this because a lot of people is like, but how do I know God's with me? Why is God being with you not real in your heart? That's question one you need to ask. Walking with God is not an imagination, guys. It's not an emotion. It is a tangible experience in the core of your being. And, and you know what? If you make that one decision, if you really, really just make one decision to hear God's voice, it will build, you can build your life on that for all the rest of the decisions to come. Yeah. I promise you. Decision I want to use decision. Candace as an example. 
Because Candice went through... Wait, 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 wait. You didn't ask her. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Candice, Candice just went through something with the vaccine, the vaccine thing at work where they... Uh, can't say that online. I don't care what they... St- <laughs> <laughs> who's YouTube? Do you know GodTube? <laughs> <laughs> who's who's it, Facebook? Do you know GodBook? <laughs> yes, God's book, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> so, so, but anyway, Can, Candice went through this thing at Standard Bank and we know why Standard Bank out of all the banks did this, okay? And, well, listen, let's call it out as it is, guys. No ways. They can block nothing. But anyway, so, so what happens is she's like the last of two, the last of two where she, she was like put under pressure. And it's difficult, guys. It's hard. You know what I'm saying? And they're putting her under pressure, putting her under pressure. And she would come to bash and she would say, because, you know, she has an in-house pastor who lives in the house. So she had a, she had a you know, like a... A direct line. But she must never be uh, dependent on him, dependent on Jesus. Yeah. So she came to him and she's like, what must I do? What must I do? And he was like, he prayed for her and he was like, stick it out. Stick it out. I'm not, I'm not hearing anything, but stick it out because there's only two of them left. Okay. So um, he she comes to me. She comes, it was a prayer meeting on a Wednesday. She comes to me, Nabesh. He goes, okay, I need to get some reassurance here. Go to Deeds and let him pray for you. So I'll pray for her. And I'm like, Candice, I get nothing. All I get is something has to happen on their side. Don't make a decision. And guess what? She stuck it out. She stuck it out. Eventually, guys, she got fired. <laughs> Wait, this is not our testimony supposed to go, did he? <laughs> no, but listen, she got fired. So then she's like, what kind of pastors do I have? These guys are false prophets. <laughs> And then the next thing, I mean, now she's, I mean, she's literally gotten fired. So she gets paid out to her, her, I think it's her pension fund or whatever. She gets all that stuff. She gets debt free. She pays all the stuff off. And now she's, now she's debt free, but she's got no work. But two months later, they phone her back. And they say, come back. And she's like, what? <laughs> is, there, is, is there a catch to this? Or what? You know? So they tell her to come back. She comes back. She gets her job back. She le- she's working less hours for the same money, am I right? Less responsibility. Life is good. And she's debt free. She paid the car off. But also, what about when she got the offer? Because you know how she's like, I'm never going back there. Then we had to do that. We're like, okay, but can you hold on? The Lord is not saying that you must reject this thing. <laughs> it's like, but how can I go back there? I'm like, I don't know. All I'm saying is, I feel like, you know, the Lord is saying, you need to go back. You, you know, it, it, it's not the time now to hate them and run. No. You, you know what I'm saying? Again, pros and cons. It's the time to go back and gloat. No. <laughs> yeah, suckers. No. But she did go back. She took the job and everything. Now she's sitting in this, in this position. But what I'm trying to say to you is, up until that, there was months, eh, Candace? There was pressure for months, right down to her and her friend. And the, the last guy, you said he caved, he caved. He couldn't handle the pressure. Now, we know there's pressure. Mm. Uh, we've been in situations like it. We understand. But she could have given in. Okay? But you know what? Because she didn't, she can now. You know what she did there? She literally separated herself from the system. And in that moment, she, she realized that God is more real than the system. And all the codependency, all the comfort, hello, of the system, 
disintegrated inside of her. Yeah. She's not the same person. Up until that point, she's been uh, on the cruise ship, you know, like, you know, she's like, I'm a Christian or whatever, but I'm cool, you know. Um, up until that, that was a defining moment for her in her walk with God. Mm. She's never really had such a massive decision to make. And she, she did it, but let me tell you something, she can build on that one for the rest of her life. Because that one there crushed all of the fear inside of her, all of the dependency on, on the world. And she, she actually did it. Now, I've also missed it. He's missed it. We've all missed it in times. Are you with me? I have. There's been many times where uh, back in the day I would opt out because the pressure was too much. I have. Be honest. But the times that I didn't, I, my life went from this level to that level like that. Are you, are you with me? And it's all about that level now of trust. Because you must understand, guys, being, being, walking with the Holy Spirit is not a general thing. It's a very, spirit, a very specific individual thing. First of all, Jesus said, I've got to go so that he can come. Why? Because he is the spirit of truth that will lead you into all truth. And he will speak to you about what is mine now that I have conquered the devil and death. And I have been given all authority and right. Now, what is mine, the Holy Spirit will show you is yours. So the Holy Spirit is not something, somebody that you can read a scripture about you and say, oh yes, I'm protected, I'm a Christian, I'm protected by the blood of Jesus. I'm getting my car and drive, drive past uh, Soweto at 11 o'clock at night all by myself. No, I'm protected, I'm protected. No, you, no you're not. If you didn't listen to the Holy Spirit, you've got to listen to him. Listen, there's times where I, I, did, I did work in locations, okay, some of the hect, most hectic taverns. I would walk into the taverns and take cash, because my business was cash, guys. Thousands of rands of bags of coins, not cash, which you could put in your pocket and hide away. I had to carry coins out. Now, can you imagine that sort of thing? Hey, check there. Bags. Bags. Now, let me tell you something. Then I still have to put those, get into my, my van in front of everybody and put that money at the back of my seat before I can go put it in the bank. Do you know what it feels like when you're driving around 15,000 Rand and there's like 100 oaks looking at you in, your, in, your van, in coins? You can't even run with your money. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? You can't. So I had to listen to the Holy Spirit. There was pastors that said to me, listen, if you go into that business, you're going to die. Now, you know how much fear that puts on you. But I had to go back and listen. And the day that I, we, we invested our money into that business, that, that business fed my family for 12, 12 years. Good cash. <laughs> cash is king, brother. <laughs> Are you with me? Yeah, exactly. Jesus is king, yeah. So, but let me tell you, there would be times I'd get into my van, I'm about to go cash up. And the Holy Spirit will lead me. He'll say, pull the car over. Wow, Lord, I need to get there. The guys are waiting. I need to get the cash. Pull the car over. Pull the car over. Just wait. Wait. Okay. Go back home. Now I tell my driver, we're going home. But sir, we have to go there. We arrange the... We listen to the Holy Spirit. Go home. He used to go. He used to think I'm cuckoos. Then we get in the car the next day. We feel fine. We go there, two people shot dead 
at the time, there was a riot. They burnt the places down there. They robbed everything, everyone, for the, for the four blocks where my, my customer's uh, tavern is. That's the Holy Spirit, guys. Do you understand what I'm saying? We, you need to know him. And let me tell you something now. This time that we are going into now, this is the time you better cling to him with all of your heart, all of your hope, all of your vision, all of your strength. You better get to know how to hear his voice now more than ever because things are deliberately getting ruined around us by a few who think they can get away with it. Oh, but the day of judgment for those guys. <laughs> Cannot wait. Amen? Let's go. Amen. But more than anything, if you want to have a doctrine in your life now, let it be the voice of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Why don't we close our eyes? You want to finish with something? You good? Yeah, everyone close your eyes. So we said a lot this morning, and um, Grant's going to play a bit for us while your eyes are closed. We said a lot this morning, and it's, it's sometimes difficult to process because it seems terribly uncomfortable. But you know, the truth of the matter is, is that this is what faith is. It is your complete trust in another person to look after you. That's what it is. Now that trust that you want to give to that person can only be measured on one thing. It's not measured on your experiences in life. It's not measured on your successes and your failures or where you've been burnt or who's hurt you. It's not measured on what you have or what you don't have. It's not measured on your personal preferences. It's measured purely on who he is. That is what faith is. That, is. that is what we are to base our trust on. Is that God is perfect. God is love and God is light. God loves you intimately. He loves you perfectly. And you know, it's not going to be switch off one day, switch on the next. It is a relationship with a person who is as real as the person sitting next to you. But it takes an open heart and it takes a decision that, yes, Lord, I will agree with who you say you are. I will agree with what you have done for me. I will agree to place my trust in you. And it's all based on his unfailing love for you. That he loves you regardless of any checkbox that you may have, ticked or unticked. He loves you because He is love. So with everything that was said this morning, guys, please check your heart this morning. Don't play around. Don't play around. Not because there's danger or not because, you know, whatever. Don't play around because you were not designed to be plugged into the system of this world. You were designed to be found in Jesus. 
You were designed to experience life himself in your heart every day. Not only when you come into a worship service or when you hear a nice sermon. That everywhere where you go, you would never feel lonely because you know God's with you in your heart. Every decision that you need to make in life, you would not be in fear because you know that the one who is leading you only has good plan for you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Make the decision now and keep making it every day. So that, Lord, even when I don't understand, even when I don't know enough, even when I haven't done enough, I'm going to trust you. This is about you. It's not about me. God is the only one who is great. So if you are here this morning and you heard this message while every head is bowed and every eye is closed, and you haven't made Jesus your Lord, you have not made the decision to trust in him, to believe in him, You've been doing your own thing for a long time and this morning something's awakened in your heart and you realize, hey, man, I need a piece of this. This is where life truly is. Just slip your hand up right now. We'd like to spend some time with you afterwards. Amen. So Lord, I thank you for every person here this morning, Lord, and just going to watch this message later. I thank you, Lord, that the word that went out this morning would soften their hearts, Father, that, that they, would be, they would be reassured, Father, of your amazing love for them. That they would open up their heart to you, Father, and make the decision to trust in you, Lord. Make the decision to trust unwaveringly in who you are and what you have done, Father. We thank you so much, Lord for who you are, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are our precious counselor, our comforter, the spirit of truth. And even though at times, Holy Spirit, we may feel pressure in our souls, we know in our heart that it's you and you alone, that is it. You are the final authority, Holy Spirit. We thank you that you have us. We thank you that you keep us safe and you lead us into all life. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Come on, give God a praise. Amen.